Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. And we're back. Was it <laughs> better the, the second intro. time? It got you the second time. <laughs> so for yeah, those of you, I, <laughs> wouldn't it be a real dickhead move if I was like, for those of you on Patreon, you'll know what that first <laughs> what that first thing was about. If you go, I don't have a Patreon, but um, <laughs> but uh, so I did a fake intro, guys, uh, right off the bat, and I go, and we're back, and then Jared goes, okay, and I go. Well, that's the new intro, but not anymore because your response wasn't to my liking. How often do people in your life, Jared, do that to you when you say something funny? Do you have family members or friends that are kind of your your yes man meet the uh, my comedy gauge? And, you know, like, again, my Aunt Shirley, when I say I love you, she goes, all right. You know what I'm saying? So she's, like, not even wanting to meet me halfway emotionally. So for comedically... Well, Go ahead. I, I like it. I can't see you, by the way. Is that part of the deal here? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> keep, keep keep going, Rashad will get it going, and just okay, let me know when you can I, see I, me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm flying blind here, and I know exactly. It's a very Jewish response, and it's, like, the most honest. Like, the, the Jews will give you a laugh, but they'll also give the give you the – Okay, sure. They just—I don't know what you're doing. Kind of word. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Can you see me now? Yeah. No. Jesus. Wait. Keep going. This is what you're paying a studio for. (laughs) Now I really sound like a Jewish uncle. (laughs) To have this type of issue, I'm in my apartment at zero overhead. And I'm seeing myself crystal clear. And on your end, you got a whole board and a guy in a booth. And we're saying, I'm looking at the Cobra Kai signal on your screen for there, some reason. There's 15 people in here trying to make. <laughs> Just running around with masks on, hazmat suits. <laughs> uh, are you double masking it in New York City? Are you were in Florida? I, Did I am you triple not. Mask I'm, it? I am not. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I put one over my face and the other over my balls, and I just hope for the best. That's I, So I am double masked. No, I go one mask where I have to, and I'm kind of... Um, where you have to, I dig I, that. Yeah, like if I'm walking outside, uh, I'm walking outside. I, I'm not going to... I, I don't... I would never shame someone for their mask policies, but I think it got to go both ways, and like... Yeah. If you're walking down the street outside and I'm walking past you, I don't know, you know, that seems like we're okay. We're outside. It's like when people were talking shit about people on the beach earlier this summer. Mm. Now I can see it. Great. There, yeah, the people on the beach early on are the true, look, I'm not going to say they're those kids, college kids, high school kids are going to go on to do amazing things. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Just but because they're going to live life a little, a little less stressful. A thousand percent. Because you're never going to hear like, Hey, do you know who just got, 
you know, Mike, who just got promoted at Google. Yeah, you want to see this video of him butt chugging in college? <laughs> butt chuggers, yeah. I will put money on it, will never go on to do amazing things. But got the, I say that wanting to be wanting to be wrong. Um, but, you know. But the, they live blissfully. They live blissfully I naive. Know. Like, Think in about their the, mind. <laughs> There's, they're not doing the double speak that we do on a daily basis. Like you asked me about, am I double masking? And I'm like, you can do what you'd like. I can do what I'd like. And we're apologizing to yeah. the least nuanced group. And that group exists on both sides. And they just want to yell at you and get moral high ground on you. And it's like, I, I, I just, it, at a year of this shit, and it's like these people... You used to be able to like kind of get past them, but right now they live in the land of like you're killing people, and it's like yeah, that'll always win. Butt chuggers don't get stressed if somebody cuts in front of them at line uh, in line at the grocery mm-hmm. store. If they lose their keys at the movie theater, they're like, I'll walk home, I'll Uber, I'll sure. come. You know what? That wasn't my car to begin with. Type of mentality. It wasn't even supposed yeah. to be in my possession. There is like a free a freedom to the way that butt chuggers live that i guess yes i'm now they've never gone back to their apartment to see if they left the oven on <laughs> well they can't they're upside down um, yeah they don't need- <laughs> uh is there something uh equivalent to butt chugging that you would say was like a jared freed move in college or now even actually here we go so give me the college one and then give me the adult i'm somewhat clean myself up here's my new consistent move so I, I guess you're saying the thing that makes me a total animal, but like <laughs> I, a grown animal versus a young buck. Great question. Um, I, I, I would say in college, we used to do this thing called table topping, mm-hmm. where someone would get on all fours behind you and then you'd push them over your friend. And, you know, do you ever do that? Is that like leapfrog? No, it's like I'd be standing. You'd be at a tailgate, and I'd be standing, and then like someone would get on all fours behind me while I wasn't looking, and someone would push me over the friend. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and, I do. And then you'd fall over, and yes. your beer would fly in your face, and I. So what happened was because people were doing so much table topping, we used to walk around the 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 um, tailgate kicking behind us doing the horse kick just to uh, get people away from us and that was really the butt chugging thing just walking around a field with a beer in my hand horse kicking just in case one of my friends sneaks behind me to trip me over like is there anything more juvenile (laughs) like that was my biggest concern is that someone could get me you know during a tailgate did you ever have anything go down for you or one of your uh classmates homies friends that uh stuck with them the whole time what do you mean my friend uh shit her pants freshman year at university of washington at a party and was deemed shit pants her name the rest of the four years we had one guy in our fraternity who one for what so our tailgate we used to have these massive tailgates and we'd get like a bunch of food because we all tossed money in because it was like the whole fraternity tossed money in and so we'd get this like spread but the spread was so ridiculous it wasn't your mom getting the spread mm-hmm. it was a bunch of college kids on friday skipping class getting the spread so we'd get like essentials like chicken like burgers dogs and we made this like homemade cheese dip but then we'd have this table of like we do theme weeks, and one week we got a cake, like a full cake. We were just like, we, nothing was funnier to us than 
just the fact that a full birthday cake <laughs> would be there, like for no reason. Oh, yeah. And I remember someone got in their ideas that they should cake this one guy, just totally cake him. And like the idea of getting a full cake to the head at a tailgate when you're like planning on going to the game, like the day is ruined, but everyone else's day is hilarious because we get to watch <laughs> someone get hit with a whole cake. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And also like that's kind of the excess of – millennial college life i think we grew up in this era of like you go to college for the experience like that was like a big draw like you gotta have the college experience like none of us really thought of like loans or money or anything like that or yeah. that the financial bust would ever come and we're like yeah go to school for the experience so you'd have these people that were like yeah we could let's buy a cake to throw at someone like there's no thought of like well, people don't eat. Like, no one did that <laughs> math, especially at a state school. Oh, yeah. And and I, I remember we caked this one kid, and then he was so mad about it. The, the, the advice I'd give to, like, any of my children is never get mad in front of a group of people because people will want to see you get mad again because – then we just cake this guy every single week to the oh. point where it was like you'd have to hide the cake. And like it was one of those situations where he would never be in on the joke. He was always mad about oh, the caking. Oh, man. What flavor? Yeah. We oh we went all over the board and then there was sometimes where the, <laughs> you'd get like a bigger cake or you'd have a yeah. small cupcake like the more the cake changed the funnier it got for everyone but him and to someone listening right now they could be like this is the douchiest most asshole thing you'd be like yeah that's what college kids kind of do oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nobody there but there's somebody there and I see ya hey guys comedian Adam Ray here thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast I hope you're enjoying the episode and I hope you're doing okay. It's a crazy, crazy time right now. And if you're a little uneasy, I get that. And I've also got the answer. Koi CBD. Say it with me. Koi CBD. Feels good. And it does feel good because I use all their products. I've been fucking with the fellas at Koi CBD since my circumcision. And I'll tell you this much. They're the best in the game. Okay? Gummies, bath bombs, tinctures, joints, creams, oils. They got stuff for pets. Koi CBD has been giving the people what they need to feel better, to mellow out, to go to sleep right, to take away the aches and pains with the creams and oils, the bath bombs, make bathing just the best thing ever. You get a little a little radiation high from the from the bombs. I don't know what's in it, but fucking goodness and and just all sorts of it's amazing. Okay? It feels like drugs, and it's not because it's CBD. So, if you want to get these amazing products, and I know you do, because they got the Adam Ray stamp of approval, go to KoiCBD.com and put in the code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. KoiCBD.com, the promo code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. Do it today and start living and feeling the right way. And now, back to the episode. You ever see cake farts? The name is familiar to me. That's a viral video viral video it's a video that went viral i don't know if its intent was to blow up the internet but it uh yeah. i saw it too many times i want to say circa 2005 2006 which i believe is two girls one cup territory so there was yeah, a yeah yeah a handful of uh which by the way that thing at one point i looked online i was like oh it's been viewed more than obama obama's inauguration speech <laughs> and perfect just if you want to know like truly where this country's you know priorities lie it's like look yeah we want things to move in the right direction everyone's excited about change and historical moments but also like this will probably never happen again 
And you're like, are you talking about two girls one cup or Obama's inauguration speech? (laughs) Well, both actually. Um, uh, But yeah, there. It's a video that you should not uh, go out of your way to find. But it's it's a girl sitting on a cake and uh, farting away, and it's um, it's disgusting. You can't turn away. It's probably where OnlyFans was born because she didn't get paid for that. I don't think there were ads on the video. Wouldn't it be great if I remembered the ads? Uh, But they. They, uh, she definitely. Wouldn't it be great if she did get paid on it? And there's this mansion in LA, and you show up there for a party, and you're like, "Who is this? It's Cake Farts." Yeah, yeah. Is there is there a guy at the front who goes, "Welcome to Cake Cake Fart Mansion." Is there? Who are you? I am James the Butler. Can I get you some cake? No, I'm How good. about 30, 30 years from now, this was all purchased on cake fart money. The whole cake fart institution. You're about, you know, the, the Walton family that like has their, oh, you're like, kids. this is the cake fart family. They, and like my grandfather, his big thing was like, you know, whenever he, my grandfather loved hearing about rich people and oh, he yeah. loved, are they Jewish? That was his first cool. question. Are they Jewish? Check the boxes. He wanted to know who, you know, he played the Adam Sandler game, but for like rich people. He great. wanted to know if people made money and if they were Jewish. And that was his greatest pleasure was hearing that. And it's like just the idea that like, uh, is the cake fart family Jewish? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Did they did they pull a Lori Laughlin and pay off their? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you hear about the cake fart kids? What the cake yeah. fart kids? What happened? I thought that was a band. <laughs> no, no, no. It's there's a couple kids that are going to the University of Texas. And they, they're uh, yeah. their folks paid. Remember the girl in the cake fart video? So she's grown up. She's a mom now, and her kids go to U of A, and they got. <laughs> yeah. She's the, the the granddaughter is actually she's going to be in the next Iron Man. She's Ironheart. Um, she's a great actress, actually. You know, when they do that thing where it's like, you know, when someone's like Rooney Mara, they do that with her where yeah. she's like, you know, like she, Rooney Mara. Like, you know, everyone talks about privilege and tells someone you can make enough money to be you can get rich enough to work your way out of the privilege conversation. Yeah. Like Blue Ivy wins a Grammy and everyone's like this is so beautiful and it's like oh yeah no one mentions that like you know like there's some kid busting his ass trying to be in music videos but it's okay no shit so Rooney Mara is like one of those people where it's like people are like no she's a great actress she comes from a lot of money right yeah the Mara family owns the Giants the New York Giants like it's whoa yeah I don't yeah so it's like you you either get you have to you can't be upper middle class in the world today you can be billionaire but just not bezos we hate bezos we hate bezos we can't know you're a billionaire no but we also can't know you're rich but you and lived on the same block as us it's a weird thing we're going through yeah we can't know you're a billionaire and you're not doing everything in your power to do everything and do all the stuff and and uh yeah oh you good rashad yeah cool was that good yeah oh great okay i just heard a i heard a oh I heard a yeah, Bezos. A sound. Did you hear that? It sounded like, it sounded like what the equivalent of like Bezos, if he could, like the way they did those <laughs> Men in Black things in front of you. That was his way of knowing we're talking you shit. Not- <laughs> you a- shall not talk about the rich. You are done. Maybe it was just like a warning. It's the it's it's God. Wouldn't that be crazy that if Bezos could install some sort of thing where it's like if it, he's if he's getting bad mouth in any 
uh, <laughs> moment, and there's just a thing that goes off in your ear, yeah. your headphone, whatever, to let you know, like, you've been warned. You've been Bezos. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of defending him, uh, but I, <laughs> you know, like. Oh, I, me too. I think he's great. Uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of defending. That, it would be funny that his name came up and he, that was his chime in to be like, oh, listening. <laughs> oh, what does he sound okay. like? Do we know what he sounds like? Or is that a pretty good Bezos? I've never heard his voice before. All I know is his bald head and like. Um, and his wife married you know, a, a school teacher, which hopefully will be great for the school systems. But you go. Uh, who, yeah. Yeah, we just lost a couple of listeners. But but I think um, there's <laughs> there's something fun about those Adam Carolla fans are <laughs> exiting right now. Uh, Adam Ray cares about the school system. There's a couple really fun things to do with billionaires who aren't in the public eye. Uh, interview wise, right? Like Bezos, mm. it's like for me, like that guy's voice. What you just did, you put a little, little British uh, spin on it, and it's like, who's to say he doesn't sound like John Luke Picard? <laughs> of, of course, I did that this season uh, on The Bachelor. There's a guy named Bennett, and he's actually a really good guy, but his face just looks the most Harvard you've ever seen. Oh. Do you immediately judge and, that? What? Do you immediately judge that? Yeah, I said his face. I go, Bennett went to my opening like review of him was Bennett went to Harvard in case you can't tell by looking at his face. And it looks like he shut down a orphanage on the side of a ski mountain to create a new resort. Like that was like the immediate joke about him. (laughs) And then I anytime he would come on screen. He, he doesn't talk like this, but he actually like kind of played into the part of being this Harvard guy. Yeah. And that's why I kind of appreciated him. Like I liked him. And then anytime he come in, I'd be like, oh, well, Mumsy took us to school, but the butler would drive and I would do this whole voice for him. And he ended up like becoming a huge fan and coming to shows like he came to a show of mine in Tampa and he was cool with it. But like you can create for any, especially with rich people, you could create any character you want and people are just pumped to make fun oh yeah the uh so that guy was one of how many uh, 32 men that was on the claire season and then it switched to tasha's season uh but he went pretty far bennett do you put money down on these guys or is it all just shits and giggle bets it's well, I mean, I'm investing my career in this show. I, I yell at it every Monday night on my Instagram stories. I know it's so I, I it's amazing. And it's it's uh, honestly it's the reason the show should stay on the air. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, it, well, it's a it, what I love about it is it's an event that people tune into live. So and I can make it my own by yelling at it and, you know, making jokes. And I, I add TikToks on there with my face on to inanimate objects. And it's become, you know, so I am invested in the popularity of the show because I want it to do well so that I do well. It's brilliant. I used to uh, on the road late night uh, do that for infomercials. Right. I would just I like, remember. Oh, cool. Uh, and a few of them I would do and, and just be, you know, sometimes you're dialed in on a rant or a whatever where you're like, man, I got in all the right jokes. The right things happened on screen that clicked in perfect time with my brain. And I got about 40 to 50 seconds of really funny stuff. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's always cool. And then, and then you, uh, you uh you see people's uh response to that and i'm sure that's what happened right you probably started doing it a few times for fun and then people were like oh my god right and then like did that make you have to 
invest even more so? Or were you already invested from the get-go, or was it truly just for fun? It started as dudes watching rom-coms, right. and I would do it for rom-coms. Oh, that's even better. Wow, and, you still do that? But I, I would do it if I – I have a Patreon thing. Uh, if I get to a certain amount of subscribers, I'm going to do – Dude, um, I would love to join on that because there's – Love, love me a good rom com, and so many I've just now started to see because of my girl. Like I'd never seen Failure to Launch. We should do that, dude. We should do this as a show at a movie theater, and we do it like. Um, oh, Jared, we do it like. I'm so down. I did this. How much fun with Corolla? Actually, he did the show. He only did it like four times, and we did it twice in Arizona, where we watched old '80s movies. Right, and one oh, was, and he's big on that. And we would, and we go through, but stop and start. And one of them was with Stallone, so I kept starting and stopping, and then I just start doing Stallone, doing like you know, telling <laughs> stories about what well, was the time when I remember we were on set, and I started improvising, and so it was like, and then we'd stop, but we were just basically doing commentary over the whole film, dude. It was awesome. You and I would yeah. murder that, dude. We should do it because the I I right now I have it for what's the the. Um, What's the one I said I would do? I would do the where she's the princess of Zenobia. Um, oh, um, Princess Diaries. Yeah. So I would do I Princess can't... Diaries, and that would do, would you, uh, I love that. By the way, I paused and said, "Oh, like I actually fucking thought I knew what you were talking about." <laughs> but Princess Zenobia, I started. I was thinking of Never Ending Story, but I'm like, not a rom com. But there's probably someone out there being like, dude, Valcor and Atreo, we're going to fuck. We just didn't get to see them in the credits. <laughs> and you're like, touche. Yeah. Um, all right, so Princess Diaries, that's Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway, and she's – and that one's a fun one because there is some ridiculous parts in there. And uh, another Corolla guy, uh, the comic, he's in there as the, the makeup artist or the – he's the gives her the – he was in Seinfeld. He's like a very – he's been around forever. Love it. Yeah, there's, uh, do you enjoy the Hallmark, is, um, you know, Lifetime I've rom-coms? I've watched a couple of them. They're just too, they're so written for women. Like, with a lot of these rom-coms, <laughs> like, because they're so written for women yeah, that, man. like, I, I, it's hard to get into. Like, the rom-coms at least have that, like, one doofy friend that, like, is, is literally written for me yes. to connect with the movie. So, like, at least I can have that. The, the Hallmark movies, I remember I watched one where a guy was living next door and he snuck in the house and he just, like, grabbed her underwear out of her drawer. And you're supposed to be like, oh, this guy's a creep. And it's like... If that guy was willing to break in for the underwear, he's not just grabbing it and going. Like I, I as a guy, I was sitting there being like, he'd have them on, he'd be eating them, yes. he'd be, you know, like wearing them on his face <laughs> while putting on her lipstick. Like the idea that it was just a one a and grab done. of yeah. the underwear, yeah. and You're, that's all he needed. He was treating it like he was at the gas station and went back for gum. It's like, no, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what you were in there for. So stop. This is- take a beat. <laughs> Enjoy the moment. Smell the roses. Uh, at, at that moment, you know this is written for a woman to like enjoy, not for like any truth to be like in here. You now, know, now what is the truth would be too gross. Were you hoping though that if he elongated his stay, that he was going to get caught by the mom, and then it was, and then she'd be like, "Well, since you're here, because that's where my bra- that's where my brain goes." Sure. I mean, that's that's the problem with dudes watching rom-com <laughs> is like the when I would do these and now my girlfriend will like sit with me while I do them. And like 
I, I used to like, I, like sometimes you go into your dude animal brain yeah. where you're like, oh, like, like at some point it's, I'll be like, wow, this woman is gorgeous. And then I, the, the bit I do now is I just keep going on and on about how beautiful this one woman is to the point where it's like gotten gross and just waiting to see when my girlfriend will get annoyed and be like, shut up, it's enough. And people fucking love it. So it's That's like great. these bits have kind of formed. Yeah. Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by 5-4 Clothing and the Menlo House. If you know anything about me, you know that I like clothes. I love to buy them. I love to wear them. That's what they're for. And you only look good if you feel good, right? That's where 5-4 Clothing comes in. I've been fucking with 5-4 Clothing for years now. They got this company, Menlo House, that's got 5-4 New Republic Grand Running Club and Melrose Place all under the Menlo House banner. And it's a baller clothing company for dudes. They've got t-shirts, shirts, jackets, sweaters, jeans, pants, shorts, activewear, shoes, accessories, and more. And what you do is you give them your sizes, okay, your fit and your style, and they curate the perfect package for you and send it to you monthly. If you want to join the club, the Menlo Club Monthly, it's $59 a month, and you get over $240 worth of apparel. Again, it's the shit. There's other brands out there and companies that do this, but I only fuck with the Menlo House because... Well, they're the best. You know, the clothes always fit me perfectly, and I always get compliments on the jackets, the shirts, just got some new hoodies and pants, and they fit me to a T, and that's what you want in your clothes. So, got a special deal for you guys right now. If you go on over to themenlohouse.com, M-E-N-L-O, house.com, and use the promo code 40MENLOALN, you're going to get $40 off your first month for your discount package, okay? $40 off the first month, and that includes the Arrowhead button-down plus the Cali Chinos and more. So go to themenlohouse.com, use the promo code 40MENLOALN, 40-M-E-N-L-O-A-L-N, and get $40 off your first month, all right? Start looking good and feeling good, and you can't do that unless you're in 5-4 clothing. Is there there something during the pandemic, uh, Jared, that you, um, I don't know, that you learned about your self now that we're like on the upswing of it i mean you just being in florida doing sold out shows like that wasn't (laughs) happening fucking a month ago right it it happened a month ago oh it did happen a month ago all right so (laughs) that was was (laughs) all right all right we'll edit this out so jared uh what's your favorite color that's the thing well that's that's the thing of like i i don't i've abided by the laws of every state that i've done shows in so And every state is different. We live in Europe now, and even the sensibilities are different. Like, I went to, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, and it felt like I was in Amsterdam. They were just like, caution of the wind, in bars, having... And it's like... We're, we're, it's nice that we're connected through social media, but like, it's not, you only get to look at people's lives through a keyhole. So like the thing I've seen, like where it's like Florida, my parents live in Florida and they see people on in wheelchairs inside of restaurants at tables of 10. So how do I expect my parents to feel you know, the Man. same amount of fear as New York people who are walking around like they're on a bread line. Like, it, it's just, it, so it's like you're a product of your atmosphere. And it's, I, I've like, you know, I, it's interesting because, like, I, we were talking about the beaches in the beginning with the butt chugging. <laughs> like, people would look, go, oh, look at these f- idiot Floridians on the beach. And then, I was on the beach and I'm looking up from the water and you look at the perspective and it looks like everyone's 
you know, humping each other. But if, because on a beach, if you've ever taken a picture on a beach, that's how it looks. They could be six feet apart, but if you take a picture from the water up, the perspective makes it look like they're on top of each other. So it's easy yeah. to sit in New York and go look at these fucking idiots because you get to feel like you have moral high ground. You get to, and when the reality is, this year has shown us that there's tough conversations that we can have with people we know. So you can talk to your uncle, dad, brother, sister who voted differently than you that disagrees with you politically. But instead, a lot of people choose the easy route of trashing someone that they see that they went to college with 20 years ago. You know, like that's an easier thing. So I actually put out a stand up special and it's all about the social anxieties like that of 2020. It's basically because I'm not a political person, but it's like you're kind of forced into this political conversation conversation with everything yes it's impossible to not address if you are a um i don't want to say a true comic but if you are a someone who's you know doing it consistently enough to where you are not immune to what's happening around you it's impossible to not address it in some form brilliant move on your part to do the special called socially distance socially distanced of course yes and it's all about just like the social stuff of 2020 you know i put it out because i had like 20 minutes of material and i was performing on street corners in new york and doing the outdoor shit and i was like you can't just go just like you're saying you can't just go on stage and be like so dating huh like no there's a global pandemic you sound like a fucking idiot yeah and if you do say uh, so dating huh you know talk about the stories of your friends that you know that are zoom dating or i had a buddy that yeah. went on a zoom date and then she uh, pulled it back to, hey, you know what? Actually, after about the five minute of Zoom, she was like, let's go outside. And he was like, fuck yeah, I love that we're taking this up a notch. You know, maybe, who sure. knows, what, who, maybe, uh, maybe there's, uh, you know, an in person, um, you know, we, how, maybe we'll get real close. And she's like, do you mind standing on the other side of the street? And we'll face <laughs> and we'll FaceTime each other. And he was like, yeah, it's this is not going to work for me. Like, this is not yeah, going to well, be our story. I mean, I talk a lot about dating on my podcast and the um, the central theme of this year is like you're getting to know people quicker, whether you like it or not. Like you are put face to face with are we compatible in a very serious ultimate conversation way? Yeah, you yeah. know, this is ba- having a baby. This is where, you know, what type of birth control? This is minute one. You're learning about someone's basically risk tolerance because that's been the hardest part of this is you're mixing risk tolerance yeah because there's got to be people out there like a guy that's maybe a little overly cautious and he's like look i don't want to you know let's really kind of take it slow and then all of a sudden maybe she's like well i just want to come over and bang it out right now and then he goes you know what? yeah like if we wear a mask that's cool <laughs> and then she's like well maybe no masks or maybe she gets over there and she goes yeah sure. cool mask and then he gets so into it he takes his mask down and then she goes that was a test you failed, you know, this is not, again, <laughs> and then he's like, what the fuck's going on? And, the, you know, uh, so there's... Well, that's that, that's the other thing that's been going on this year is a lot of people creating a world of rules where they happen to just so happen to just check off all the good parts. <laughs> like, you know, like where they go, you know, we got, look at those people without their masks and then they have their masks on. They're like, yeah, I had it in January. I think I had the sniffles. And then they're like, oh, okay. So I guess you're a good person and everyone else is a bad person based on the rules you just wrote on the fly. You know, oh, look at these these assholes leaving New York. Oh, I'm in the Hamptons. So I'm still technically in New York. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, everyone's good on their, you know, list of things. I had a guy in Dallas this past weekend hug me after the show and then go it's all good i'm mm. getting vaccinated on tuesday i go <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I guess it's all good. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, why don't you open your mouth, you know? Uh, I, I, I had a guy, he goes, can you believe people are traveling right now? And I'm like, yeah, I can believe it. You know, listen, everyone makes their own choices. And if you wear the mask and you do your testing and, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to take care of me. And he goes, yeah, I just can't believe it. It's just crazy, man. And I'm like, yeah, so what are you up to? He goes, I had to come to New York, but for business. And I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck? Like, hey. you know, this is what's going on. And it's like, you know what? And, and, and again, Wait, what kind, what kind of business was he uh, trying to close that uh, that big cake yeah. fart uh, OnlyFans uh, YouTube channel? The cake deal? fart family <laughs> has put me in charge of the trust. And I've got to go to New York. I, you know, they, I tried to do it over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to be here live in the flesh. The cake fart family, <laughs> uh, their lawyers are very. <laughs> determined to well and it's one of those things where it's like someone could listen to this conversation to go well jared is this now so now i have pushed him and it's like no i'm just trying to be as reasonable as possible and 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 work and try to like you know live a, a life while also being respectful last time i saw you i don't think we'd uh i think things that were not shut down at you had just actually, yeah, no, things were very open last time I saw well, you. They were we, open. Yeah. I came into the studio. We talked some shit. That's right. That was awesome. And and that was, uh, so, okay, so is there something from all this creatively that you've learned uh, personally? Uh, obviously, like you said, you and your girl got closer, right? I mean, I got engaged through this. We, mo- we moved in. You got engaged? Yeah. So it's like you said, it either, it for, if you're in something, you're going to get closer or fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, if yeah. you're uh, trying to, you know, get it going like you said it's like you have it's the toughest way to see if you're gonna be compatible or not like red flags are probably you know hopefully on the table from the get-go i we moved in together and it's been great and i'm like loving you know like we have a great apartment it's nice um what about you has changed that you love about it or for the better about me yeah um that you like i don't know i you- I, uh, I don't really like anything. I, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, 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 I would say Do that you sleep through all more, this, you know, what's that? Do you sleep more? Are you more like present? Like, is there something that she's brought to the no, table? That- I'm more anxious. Yeah. I'm less present. Um, this has been, you know, this has been a mess, yeah. you know, like it's, and it's, um, I, if anything, I'm thankful for like, Anytime someone was like, why are you doing that? I ended up being, it was, it was the right move. Any work I did leading up to the pandemic that I was like, is this worth it? Everything was worth it because it, it, it when I, I, when like shit hit the fan and people were like, what are you going to do now? I was like, I'm just going to do the shit I've been doing. I'm going to yell at the bachelor still. I'm going to yell at, you know, like, and, and uh, I'm going to do my podcast every day instead. And I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to put out more stuff and I'm going to concentrate on the things I can control. I think that's the big thing where it's like, you know, you're going to, everything you do or put yourself out there to do, someone's going to go, what you're doing? What the fuck? Oh yeah, dude. It's a, I mean, do you remember the first moment you put something up on YouTube uh, and mm. go, wow, all right, here I go, going to push this on my friends and strangers and family. And at least for me, yeah. it was like the small circle I had and the email list to be like, all right, let me try to start getting, letting them know that I'm doing this by sending this to them, but sure. also trying to get a, an initial gauge on like, hey, am I on the right track with whatever bullshit I'm doing here? Like <laughs> hoping I get some responses yeah. back that aren't just like, 
funny or take me off this list. You're like, it's the first one. Yeah. Um, which happened, <laughs> which happened for sure. Dude, I, I take me off this list is the heart, the most hurtful one. Oh, dude. And I got those. I would, get, I would get those because I would really accumulate quite a few emails over the first, you know, graduating in 2005 from, from 06 to, I'd say 2010 from improv mm-hmm. class, acting class, you know, uh, working at Universal Studios, the just comics, whatever. And then you start to realize, don't throw people you that are peers in. Don't throw other comics in on your email list for your new sketch and stuff. Because they're just don't like... Don't do this to yourself. Yeah. They're like, why the fuck wasn't I in it? Uh, also, like, I don't care that you're doing cool shit. Like... Um, but the take you what off you the list. To, well, well, that's the thing. You, when you get a BCC email, it's like, what are you trying to brag to me? <laughs> Just send this right to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah take, the, I, ta- the take me off the list is equivalent of like when you saw yourself get rotated out of somebody's MySpace top eight. <laughs> You're like, dude, you don't Falling even. off the face of the earth. Like, you don't even know Hillary Clinton. Why are you putting her in there? Um, <laughs> so the special, um, are you, how different was it? Um, first of all, I've uh, seen. I haven't watched it in its full entirety, but all the clips you posted are fucking great. You're just a great. Thanks, you're man. a great comic, and your your energy, your your uh, your joke. You have all the. I just saw Mark uh, Norman in Dallas after one of my shows, and you, you're in the same boat as far as like your guys are just dialed into like who you are, your uh, joke style, your delivery. You're likable. It's like you're checking all the boxes. So, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, That's man. way too kind. No, man. So, so to do something really specific like this too is also smart because you're like, yeah, there's. I might still always be able to have a, a couple things that if you are talking about dating moving forward and be like, it's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. like during the pandemic, you could probably always reference to this time. I don't think you have to shelf life the time of what we're going through, but yeah, there, it's definitely more pertinent now than it will be, and. Uh, and I think the fact that we are kind of coming out of it more or less, people are in a spot now more than they were two months ago to laugh uh, at what's happening. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I was looking at it like, listen, I hope this material is aged out in a year from now. Totally. I hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I hope. And then I started seeing jokes like when I was doing shows like around New York, where you'd see like my breath smells in the mask joke. And you're like, right, I'm starting to rehear some of these things. And I'm like, OK, why don't I get out with this? And I've never put any stand up out really like this. I've put out an album, but it was like, I was like, I got 35 minutes. Let, I got 30 minutes. I'll put in some interviews. We'll zhuzh it up a little bit. And th- it's a piece, yeah. you know, like it's like a, it, 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 it's, and then I was like, um, you know, I, I, I really was like, I really do feel strongly about empathy and, I think it's I think there's also so many people like I'm so not political and so not on either side of things because I have parents that are more conservative. I have friends that are more liberal and I kind of want to pick and choose. I think belonging to a party is kind of an insane thing. Um, And and so when all of this stuff became politicized, I was like, oh, I think there's a lot of people thinking like I'm thinking. I was like, I think I'm talking about something in a way that people are actually afraid to even say, because when you're not right or left, there's no team that cheers for you. There's nobody that's out there on social media, because when you're on social media, it's I love or it's I fucking hate. Mm. There's no like, 
you know, like no one does that post. That post doesn't get retweets. So if you can come out. So with the special, I was like, I'm walking a tight wire of. I really think people should be able to go out and work as respectfully as possible towards other people. And it's like, when you say that, they go, well, what does that mean? And I go, well, if you can wear the mask and you keep your distance, I think a restaurant should be able to, you know, be set up in such a way where they can warn you before you walk in. And at least they can let people walk in who want to walk in and have people not walk in who don't want to walk in. And when you talk that way, someone in the corner goes like this little thumbs up they're like cool man yo I, i'm like same wavelength but they don't go to everyone fuck yeah like that's just not a position <laughs> hey guys adam ray here for the about last night podcast Ooh, baby look sleep is something we all do duh you know that you might be sleeping right now because of this ad well look i know some of you are sleeping on some saggy ass mattresses old saggy bags sleep sammy uh, at night, right? Or in the daytime. And look, you deserve better than that. So give yourself an upgrade. The only mattress I sleep on, and I'm fucking dead serious, is the Helix mattress. All right? It's the comfiest, firmest, softest, everything you want in a mattress. You know why? Because you take the Helix sleep quiz that they offer. It takes two minutes, by the way. It's a quick-ass quiz. And... They match your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you so that when you sleep, you're locked and loaded and just get to go into dreamland and think of, you know, things like grinding on Katy Perry or, um, you know, streaking at a baseball game. But like your your dance moves and the way you slide in the home plate is so cool that like they actually give you a uniform and let you like bat. You know what I'm saying? Like the best sleep. You shouldn't buy a mattress made for somebody else all right helix has soft medium and firm mattresses and even mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot and i'm a hot sleeper which sounds like a humble brag but i actually fucking toast up and i'm always needing to declothe uh prove it easy perf um so so having a mattress that cools you down is ideal for me i took the helix sleep quiz and i was matched with the uh queen it's the uh, california queen mattress and uh, I wanted something that felt soft, medium, and firm. And I want to sleep on my side, my back, my stomach, and move around like we all do, right? No one's stuck in one spot unless you're a vampire. So, look, if you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz. Order the mattress that you're matched to. And the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. Who doesn't love that? And you don't ever need to go to the mattress store again. Because mattress stores are lame. No one's meeting anyone cool. You know what I'm saying? The guys who sell the mattresses at the store are like car salesmen but creepier they're like so yeah how do you like to lay down you're like uh, easy gabe so just go to helixsleep.com slash about last night um oh i'm sorry slash about and take the two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress and give you the best sleep of your life there's a 10-year warranty and you can get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free and they'll even pick it up from your fucking house if you don't like it that's that's service right there but guess what you're gonna like it so uh, again, Helix is offering up to $200 off, up to $200 off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash about. Did you hear that? Up to $200 off. Helix is offering up to $200 off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners at helixsleep.com slash about. That's helixsleep.com 
com slash about for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Why you waiting? Go do it now. Get into it. Love it. Do it. Live it. Bye. And so all these things, like, you know, I'm talking about the way people speak to you, where they're defending themselves. That's why it's called socially distanced, of course, where people will say, yeah, I went to a barbecue. It was socially distanced, of course. You're defending yourself against a person who's trying to get you. I know. You're not defending yourself against me. When someone says that to me, I'm like, you don't have to fucking, so I'm not big brother here. And it's like all of us, and it's like those people, the person that's like kicking and screaming at Walmart gets publicized, but there's less of them and there's more of us just trying to eat, sleep, fuck. That's all we're trying to do. And we're trying to do it comfortably with a little extra shekels in our pocket. So, that's how I'm talking. And I'm like, when I had all that material on that, and, I, and I'm like, well, I'll put it out there. Let's see who agrees. And, it, and it's been like glowing, the response. By the way, Eat, Sleep, Fuck were the rival cereal trio to Rice Krispies, <laughs> Snap, Crackle, and Pop. <laughs> that just didn't have the right backup. Right. The, 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 the financial support wasn't there. <laughs> they had the, the, yeah. cake far- the, air, the, uh, the, the air to the cake farts was supporting Snap and Crackle. Um, Eat, sleep, and fuck got so coked up that they really <laughs> never got into the industry. They really couldn't get it together. Also, let's be honest. Rice Krispies ain't anything special. You know, it could always use a little bit more uh, toppings. Um, dude, but, uh, well, that's it. But eat, sleep, cereal eat, sleep fuck a... was just all flakes. You know, and it's like, yeah. dude, you need, you need something. Whether it's berries or candied yams, go ahead. Well, rice, rice Krispies, any cereal that you put a side of sugar next to it is a bad cereal. <laughs> yeah. You would serve it with sugar. Yeah, don't put it there being like, look, man, we're going to put this here. You're probably going to put it on. We're just let, <laughs> yeah. we're letting you know how bad it is by itself by just putting yes. this giant jar next to it. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with that? And you're like, you know, fatty. Yeah, that, yeah, you're, you're going to do it, you fucking loser. Yeah, that's why French toast um, always beats waffles or pancakes. Yeah. It's One just, th- that, listen, that's just the way it works, people. If you disagree with that, you can email me at gofuckyourself at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, before we, uh, we got a few more minutes here, I do want to piggyback on that point, which I love, of the people defending themselves being like, and this just lets you know the shortage of things to talk about. And when you mm. do find yourself in a, when you have rolled the dice or put yourself in a social situation, you're like, all right, how much have I really been doing? What do I have conversation-wise to bring to the table? Um, man, that book club ain't, there's not a lot there. I've been sitting around with my dog, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so then they have to be like, well, I could tell you about this bar. A lot of crazy shit went down to this barbecue. I've got five stories in the barbecue bit. But if I bring it up, I'm going to have to quickly be like, <laughs> but I'll take everybody wore masks. Nobody looked anybody in the eyes when we and, told the stories. And it's so frustrating because it's like we're Just, all going through this at the yeah. same time. I'm not so going to judge you. So all of us it. know the rules. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that a friend of mine is following the same I'll respect guidelines as me. Like the fact that we're assuming that anyone we spend days with or or love or love or like are friends with would ever assume the worst of us is crazy. Yeah. It's actually crazy. So yeah, it's uh, I'm like, I'm not even passionate about it, but I am. Like, I, I, I just can't understand. And then it's like, if you want to yell at me, if you want to ask me if it was socially distanced, go talk to your dad. I don't need to fucking talk to you. Go talk to your dad, ask him who they voted for, and have a nice discussion over Thanksgiving.
Speaking of which, who are you voting for in 2024? Do you know yet? Uh, the Rock. I'm voting <laughs> for The Rock to get another yeah, season order on your TV show so we can, <laughs> so I can keep take... that Adam Ray <laughs> bank account growing. Oh, dude, let's just... Well, hey, I'd love to. I'd love to be on TV as much as possible, and I'd love, and I've said this publicly, um, to uh, to look into whatever it takes to get those Vince McMahon Popeye arms going. Because Dude, season so one, you... <clears throat> this is eighty two, eighty three. Vince, we're looking at. So he's filling out the suit. Well, yes. Yeah, I got with a trainer for a couple months. Yeah, I beefed up a little bit. Yeah, I was feeling feeling pretty good. Um, did I did I need to go full on? HGH? No, that's not what he was then. But everyone thinks of Vince at any time uh, in the mid-late 90s, which I don't know if we would skip right to that in season two. I bet it would still be mid to late 80s to where he starts to become more of the part of the picture. So still jacked up, but man, like, who knows? All I'm saying is that... I, I, I want to petition for something. Please. Can I play Shane, your son? I want to play Shane O'Mac. I want to play the, from the mean streets of Greenwich. I want this. To, I, I do, need this. I, <laughs> I've got some pull. <clears throat> we'll okay. see. Um, you know, there's. Uh, I'm going to uh, the Atlanta Punchline at the end of May, and and um, you know, we DJ and I have locked in, in some time to kick it during that time. So, so if that happens, I will put it out there in the universe, in his universe, that I got a buddy who loves The Bachelor and loves. Uh, this world that you have made a, a life in. Well, he's tweeted at me a couple times. I know. So did you meet him before this show? Uh, no. We Are met you allowed through, to say? We met through Instagram. And that's how he found you for the show? I mean, uh, no, well, no, we, were, we became homies before the uh, show, like just through Instagram, then text, then he posted some of my shit, and then it was just like, kind of a loose thing like that and then yeah getting the show took everything up a notch but it's he did, such he, a weird thing i got the audition separate from that and then yeah i'm sure it didn't hurt that that we had a little bit of rapport going you know um, of course but also he's not I, I wholeheartedly believe that i didn't get it because of that because look at the end of the day like especially someone in his position and for a, a role like that he's gonna pick who he thinks is the best for it even when i went in you know, uh, you know what i'm saying like so or listen dude i am i live in that i'm in the mindset of and my dad always said it to me growing up and he says it to me to this day it's nothing personal it's just money so the rock puts you in his show to win right. to make money he yeah. doesn't put you in the show because he thinks it will make it a worse show <laughs> there are no favors in anything yeah yeah i know it's um I even asked um, uh, um, Paul Feig that once uh, after the heat. I was like, man, I know some of these bigger dudes that I went up against. And he was like, mm. I go, why? He goes, well, hey, I didn't need somebody, you know, famous for that part. I was like, for sure. And there's a different way you could have said that. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, no, no. Yeah. but but he but he goes, no, he goes, you were the funniest that came in. And I was like, oh, cool. And, you know, in my eyes, I forgot that that was even a consideration because I'm just like, I don't know, the amount of things I'd lost out on to guys with just stacked resumes that I'm sure. like. Which, by the way, I know that also factors in. I just Because it's also an experience thing. There was a job I lost out on where the guy had, I mean, his IMDb was, could not, I mean, you know, needed a second. You got to scroll down. 
and uh, and it was just backlogged for like 15 mm. years. And you go, yeah, that guy, yeah, he should like only a handful of things for me. So what do you, who are you going to trust? You know, um, but uh, are you sending in uh, tapes? Are you going out for things during this time? No, yeah. I I've totally. I'm not an actor. I, I, I it would be yeah, it's but disingenuous. I, but I, I watched I, I watched it, the the clips from the special and just your overall demeanor and even just on the on the pod I'm just like, you know, there's you're you're honing in, you know, what you are and have to offer so much that it it you know it's, it's listen, just gonna, it's listen, gonna get if plucked. someone came to me and was like and I would have to work thirty times as hard just to be okay at it. But like I I I under I appreciate what you're saying, but like I would go into an audition with Paul Feig and I'd be like, the whole time I'd be going, I love heavyweights, man. I love heavyweights so much. I, I remember you as as the counselor yeah. and, and, I would, and I would pray that that would be enough to get the part is that <laughs> I was the only one that came in knowing he was in heavyweights and that... <laughs> I don't think it would hurt your chances because I brought that up pretty early too, but I was already on, I was already on set. So, so you already had the job. I waited, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then then it was then we just geeked out all about it. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh challenged in finding a day-to-day routine that uh that makes our lives uh consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp online counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem, anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what, if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states, available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them, text, chat, phone, and video can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more, uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some uh, some, some additional chats in. Uh, there's broad expertise in the network, which may, not, uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional. And above all, it's affordable, all right? It's truly the most affordable option I've found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. Have you watched- I said that to Judd Apatow once. I was on his, uh, I was hosting at the cellar, and I'll never forget it because Judd goes to the cellar a lot. So like by now, like we're on head nod, 
you know, uh, we're like, like I, I'll give a head nod, and I, love that. I think he acknowledges the head nod. Yeah. So, but I brought him on stage a bunch of times. This isn't meant to be a name drop at all. It's because I'm working at the cellar, yeah. and you just happen to meet these people. So, I I remember the first time I was going to bring him on stage, I looked at him. I go, dude, I just have to say, Heavyweights is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm not saying that like ironically or anything like that. And I'll never forget. He goes, he goes pretty dark movie for Disney, huh? And I was like, whoa, never thought of it that way. That was a Disney movie. Oh yeah. Oh, Derek Poston is a a great comic and uh, he's on King and the Sting a bunch and, and uh, lives now um, I think in Austin, but uh, we started doing this run of um, ALN spoil the beans, his movie review podcast crossovers where we were just doing Mm. Disney movies and getting real baked and breaking them down. And we broke mm. down Blank Check, Heavyweights, and I think Santa Claus was next, and then he uh, moved. But um, Blank Check is a great one to do. Whoa, dude. There are some moments. The whole movie, dude. We had An hour was not enough time to break these things down. But yeah. in Heavyweights, it's so funny because there's so many things. And the way Stiller treats these guys, and even the dad, the dad, the opening scene, the dad brings in a guy almost like an intervention guy to be like, you know, and, and he's like, hey, you're, 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 you're too fat to even like be on the bus. And she's like, what? I just, it's 6 a.m. What the fuck? Who are you? First of all, and dad's like, hey, shut up, fatty. And he's like, what? And he's like, this is for your own fat, fat interest. And he's like, yes. And it's just very abrasive right out of the gate to get you to be like, I want this kid to win. And I hate that he's going to camp. But then the camp seems great. They've got this classic, you know, uh, Disney actor the dad. Stillers. And the Stillers are there, yeah, that own the yeah. camp. But it truly, but it is a little dark. And you go, yeah, man. There's no way that movie's getting made today because it's it's body shaming. It's it's. Um, I mean, the idea that they have the they they seemingly have a camp salesman show up at the house. Like he had, the person that comes to your house to show you the camp usually is connected to the camp. Yeah. Like that guy who came to the house was just a guy. Like uh, he was just selling widgets. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I just. Oh, it, like I could have. I always think of that scene because I think of that guy showing up the house, be like, "Oh, oh, it's for the fat camp one." Okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay, we're selling fat. <laughs> you know, like he, he was, he was he this, nothing to do with the camp. He was this close from being like, "Hey, so you know those shows where like they break into kids' rooms in the middle of the night, and the parents have arranged for us to kidnap them and take them to the facility to where they can better their lives and turn their shit around." We were gonna do that with you, but you're too fat to pull out of your bed. So we're just gonna we just woke you up, rolled you down the stairs, yeah. and just want to tell you face to face. Yeah, uh, I need- like that he goes, "I'm not fat. You're fatter than me." He looks at the dad. I and goes, love you're that you remember that line, dude. That's yeah. unbelievable. He's like, "You're fatter than me. Why don't you go to the camp?" And his dad's like, "Fuck you." Such a such a great kid Disney line. You're like, "Yeah, get him." Kids in the night, Disney kids in the '90s fought back, and that's one thing that that uh, if I do. Uh, you know, support the rock in his presidency. I'm going to definitely get in his ear being like, make sure that, that the 90, the nineties Disney kid attitude comes back. Cause look, yeah. not to say that I would even watch some of these, you know, kid Disney shows now, but I look at my nieces and nephews, what they're watching. It's not that shit. You know, they're watching the kid no. test out toys and, and, uh, and watch other kids playing Fortnite, which is just we like, should re- we should remake heavyweights. I'll be the fat counselor in the broken down um, go-kart with that touching scene where he's like doing the fake go-kart and then they... There's a whole dad element to this story too that you forget yeah, about. Yeah, I the, mean, he's like, Disney. the, the Disney divorce a- element was, was uh, you know, 
they they peppered it in there a lot uh, smoother. Than well, you. I mean, like now it has to be a it has to be a cartoon to be dark now. Yeah. Like Pixar can start a movie with a a woman who can't have kids dying of cancer, and they're like, "It's called Up. Look at the balloons." And then you're like, Wait a oh, second, okay. is that what it's about?" The all the whole opening montage to Up is about the old man's relationship with his wife who passed away. I'll never forget it because oh, yeah. I was on. I remember that it's like that opening yes, montage. Yes, an amazing montage. But I forgot that she couldn't have kids and then died. I forgot that that was like a piece to it. So that's why his relationship with the boy is so extra special. Exactly. Why you have to explain? Why is this old guy alone with no children? You have to explain that to children. So they do this like whole like thing where it's like her going in. Do we have a baby? No. Okay. So it's like now they put in your head. She couldn't have a baby. Then they get to like she goes to the hospital. Cancer. Oh, she's dying, and then she dies, and it's like, and then they're like, and now we're off on our fun journey. And it's like, I remember that so well, vividly, because I went on a bachelor party to the Dominican Republic, and I remember we go on the bachelor party, we get super fucked up all weekend. This is before I started doing comedy, I think, and it's like all my college buddies, all-inclusive, drinking from plastic cups, they're making triples, and we're just drinking, 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 and you get to that Sunday weirds, Sunday anxiety, and it's like time to take the flight home, and I just remember being middle seat in this like direct flight you know, from a airplane carrier that you've never heard of before, going back from the Dominican to the New York, and then the up comes on the screen, and I'm like four seconds into it, and just tears streaming down my cheek, like yeah. just, and I'm like trying to like wipe the tears off with like my my bicep, like I'm doing like backstroke <laughs> in the chair, and I'm just like, no, it's it's totally fine, I'm I'm okay, I'm 23, I I should know what I'm doing with my life, and it's like you're just like so fucked up, and it's like my lasting image. Yeah, there's movies like that that just get you with no warning. That happened with me with Wonder. I was on a flight to Hawaii, and I was like six Mai Tais deep, and then the kid's like, Ooh. they don't like my face. And everyone's like, they don't like my face either. We're in this together. <laughs> or, I'm paraphrasing, but it was. he was like, look at my fucking nose. And the kid's like, but look at my whole face. Like, and I was just like, and he's like, I don't got any friends. And then, oh, the whole fucking, it was a lot. And then she comes by, she's like, another Mai Tai, Mr. Ray? I was like... <laughs> And it's like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just crying to this uh, Disney original um, <laughs> before I get engaged. I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are a man. This, this is my radio uh, segue to transition to the end. <laughs> you, you are a man, Jared, and you're a man on a mission. The stand-up special is socially distant. Uh, socially distanced, what again? There's a longer title Socially to it. distanced, of course. Of course. Out, available on YouTube. Uh, type in uh, Jared Free plus socially distanced, of course. Uh, the podcast is J uh, Train, um, which is uh, a top po comedy podcast that uh, takes um, concerns and questions and letters from the fans, and you help them. Uh, you help them get to the root of, of what's going on. We help them. We help them. You're coming on. We're gonna do an episode. It's a blast. It is a Thank blast. Thank you for having me. I, uh, and this was a blast. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Buddy. Always, a, always a pleasure. Uh, you're at Jared Freed on the gram and the Twitter. And uh, right. I, don't, I don't know if you've um, if you've signed up uh, for the clubhouse yet, but um, I'm on there. But I don't know. I got hey, some. I, I you know what I, the, I, I, <laughs> you said it all by not saying anything. <laughs> and also, <laughs> the original clubhouse that I was a part of, I got a couple dollars off a burger and I got a crown. The Burger King clubhouse. <laughs> so, you know what? I don't like 
that what people go, are you in the club? And I'm like, oh, 50 Cent style or like Mickey Mouse or like did a club reopen? No, 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 no. The fucking giant conference call. Okay. <laughs> well, That's exactly what it is. And I know there's like pros and cons to everything, but for now it's a big con. Jared Freed, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, everybody. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.